coming to you from fabulous Las Vegas. The right side is the winning side. The late move is the correct move. Sports betting capital of the world. We all know when a sharp like me weighs in, the lines move. It's a party for your ears. <laughs> This is The Buffet with Chad and Scooch. I want to buy that guy a buffet. Here we are, The Buffet Podcast with Chad and Scooch. I am Chad Millman of the Action Network. Joining me on the phone from Vegas, representing the Orleans Sportsbook and all the Boyd Gaming Books in the state of Nevada, the world's bookmaker, according to him, Mr. Bob Scucci. <laughs> Chad, how's it going? I am so good, man. There is so much going on in the world of sports betting right now. Uh, later on in the show, Lauren Joffe, one of our Action Network uh, contributors, writers, personalities, she is spending the day in Delaware. Today is, is uh, Tuesday. It's the first day of betting uh, in Delaware. The governor of Delaware made the very first bet. He bet on the Phillies. No surprise, given Delaware's proximity to Philadelphia and to Pennsylvania. He bet on the Phillies plus 206 against the Cubs tonight. Um, Lauren Joffe is going to come on the podcast later on in the show, going to talk about her adventures in Delaware and all the things that she saw. She's going to all three sports books in Delaware. Uh, it'll be great. Um, don't forget, go rate, review, and subscribe to our iTunes page for The Buffet with Chad and Scooch. Go to it, The Buffet with Chad and Scooch on iTunes. Follow The uh, Buffet Pod at The Buffet Pod on Twitter. Scooch. One of the things we asked people to do last week was make suggestions for the Sports Betting Hall of Fame, and we're going to get to that. People made great suggestions. They made it on the iTunes page. They gave it to us via Twitter. A lot of names sort of for the inaugural ballot came through for the first class. I'm excited to talk about that. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Uh, we want to talk about the NBA. But first, I want to get your take on Delaware. Like, this is happening, man. Yeah. This is really happening. Yeah. When you're waking up today, what are you thinking? I, I'm excited about it. I mean, it's, to me, it's like the first step in like a long staircase that's, you know, ascending up and uh, and and the payoff is going to be big. And, uh, I, you know, I've been thinking about uh, this moment for, for many years when you'd be able to take true sports betting in, in states outside of Nevada. And uh, I, I just think it's tremendously exciting and uh, just kind of can't wait to see to see how it progresses. As the uh, self-proclaimed world bookmaker, are you disappointed that Delaware opened and they did not call you? <laughs> a little bit. I was waiting by the phone. You know, I, I, I'm here. I'm willing to offer my support, and I, I didn't get the call. For those who missed the podcast last week, Scooch, in what had to be a record turnaround, went from being very humble about not feeling like he needs to do anything outside of Vegas to declaring that maybe he should be the bookmaker to the world. <laughs> well, you got me thinking about it. You're like, you know, the bookmaker. Listen, I don't think I got you thinking about anything. I think you did all the thinking by yourself because I didn't say anything in those five to 10 seconds. You just sort of went from very humble scooch to Dr. Evil scooch uh, with the flip of a switch. And then, I'm wondering this week if you plotted to like, shouldn't I be in Delaware right now? Shouldn't I be making lines in Delaware? Should the governor be betting with me in Delaware right now? <laughs> no, no. I, well, I, I wish I wish we had a property in Delaware. That'd be nice. Uh, I, I think it would have been really exciting to to be on the ground floor there. But uh, I feel like I'm missing out in that respect. But uh, we'll have we'll have our day in the sun. It is amazing. It really is amazing that uh, that this is actually happening. It feels, um, you know, I'm ensconced in my office in New York and you're in Vegas and we're tracking it on Twitter and sort of following the feedback from the posts we have, the folks we have on the ground there. But it just also it feels like maybe because you and I are so immersed in this world, it feels like really people are getting that excited to go to a sports book. <laughs> it, yeah, I know. I, I mean, For us that we've lived it for so many years and, and, you know, me waking up and every single day for almost 30 years, it, it's just like, 
I, I, I'm all, I always marvel at someone else's excitement about sports betting, you know, because I see it a lot. People come into the casino for the first time and they get enamored by the boards and, and all the lights and uh, it, it's exciting for them. And I'm thinking, OK, yeah, this is, you know, sports betting, you know, <laughs> we've been doing it every day. But that's all. It, it also is why we're seeing this boom in, in sports betting around the country, because so many people are seeing it and experiencing it experiencing it for the first time so that's why you know if you ask me if i feel threatened by it i know because i think it's just part of the boom and until it kind of plateaus we're just going to ride the wave um it's funny people get excited by the lights it's as if <laughs> it, it, it's as if they're three look at all the lights <laughs> if you you've seen them in there you know what i'm talking about they, they they're looking up on the board and they're just amazed by it it is pretty amazing like how people whenever they want to sort of symbolize sports betting they will always say we got to get a big board a big betting board people love a big betting board like a christmas tree <laughs> Yeah, no, the bigger, the better, the brighter, the better. And, uh, you know, he, even at one point, I was trying to figure out a way through some like computer graphics, like every time a line changed, I wanted that uh, the, the odds to, to, to grow bigger, like a big Keno ball, like how it just expands throughout the here, you know, like Eagles minus five, and then just kind of go back so that everyone can see the, the latest line change and just kind of kind of add those graphics up there. I think it's ideas like that that will do one of two things for you, Scooch. A, might get you in the uh, Sports Betting Hall of Fame one day. B, <laughs> people are going to hear about this, and they might want to make you bookmaker to the world. That could be. You know, you never know. So everyone out there listening. Grinnell, I feel like we need some kind of music that comes on every time we call Scooch bookmaker to the world. I agree. <laughs> We're going to get well, that, that done. We're well, going to get that done for you, Scooch. It's going to be like, okay. like your walk-up music. I was going to say, let's throw it out there and see what, what kind of suggestions ever, everyone has for that. <laughs> uh, I was at a minor league baseball game uh, last weekend in Hartford, Connecticut, you know, not too far from where I live. Beautiful stadium uh, out there. Amazing. Like what they did, it took them three years to build it. And like for a year it sat idle because there was so much corruption in the building of the stadium that they basically had to stop and like refinance the whole thing. Um, it was classic sort of, this is why Hartford can't get out of its own way. But uh, the stadium now is amazing. It's the Hartford Yard Goats and like it's such a great evening to go. One of the players, their um, walk-up music was the song, um, I Am a Lost Boy. It's like a very sort of soft, melodic, sweet song. And I thought to myself, does he get like grief in the locker room because he's got sort of a very sweet, kind song and everyone else is coming up to like some pretty energizing stuff that makes you amped and want to hit a home run. Yeah. So what, so what, was, what do you think? Well, I just, I just thought of it. I, I, I'm actually looking, I admired I, his courage. I was, so I guess different settings. I mean, for, so for something like that, I think most people would want to get pumped up. I mean, especially like when it's started with the relief pitchers, you know, I, I, I mean, I could go back many years and to the first ones that I ever remember as far as walk up music. And it was something that kind of had a meaning to it, you know? So I guess, I, I guess a real soft one. I don't know if it would really inspire too many people, but if it inspires him, Hey, go for it. That's what I like about this world today. You get to own your choices. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Pe people of Delaware made a choice. They want sports betting. <laughs> Good for them. What choices are people making with the NBA finals? Tell me about what you're seeing. We're two games in. The third game yeah. is tomorrow night. So a lot of people will be hearing this, you know, even after game three. I don't think it changes the narrative very much at all. Um, well, tell me about it. Well, I'll tell you, last week, if you remember, I said I thought people were going to come in really heavy on the Cavaliers. And you said, I think they were going to come in really heavy on the Warriors. And it turns out we were both right. We had a ton of action on the Cavaliers' money line, and we had a ton on the Warriors' minus the 12 and a half, minus 13, as it fluctuated, uh, you know, half a point here and there. I, at one point, we were so buried on Cavaliers' money 
on the money line. I was getting mad at the guys down in the war room. I, I was throwing them some looks because every time I'd go to a meeting, I'd come back and we'd be thousands and thousands heavier on the money line. And I'm like, hey, when are you going to take some Warriors uh, money on the money line at like minus $8, minus $9? And they're just looking at me saying the Cavaliers have no chance in this one. Let's just ride this one out. So so we had a little battle among the, the guys in the hub during that first game. And then ultimately, I went with they, – they kind of persuaded me, and I said, all right, just take all the Cavaliers' money you want on the money line. And right out of the gate in the first quarter, I said, we're in trouble here. <laughs> and, and I didn't say a word the rest of the game. I just shot looks to the guys every time the Cavaliers <laughs> took another look. <laughs> and then when Steph Curry hit a three to tie it up at halftime, I'm like, you know, when the Warriors as a 13-point favorite need a three to tie it up at halftime, I said, we're, we're, we're in real trouble. So uh, I, I went – I had to leave at a couple points during the game because I didn't want to watch anymore. But uh, when it was 107-107, that's – I mean, I was sweating it because I figured we lost it, especially when uh, – before the free throw, I, which I figured he was going to make the free throw and the Warriors only would have had a couple of seconds to, uh, to, to take the lead back. So just what an unbelievable ending that ultimately – and then a reversal, then – in overtime, I'm actually rooting for the Warriors to slow down because now I don't want them to cover 13. So, I mean, so these are the giant swings that you have when you're talking about a point spread being involved and the different ways in the, that you're rooting in the sports book. The entire game, I'm rooting for the Warriors to win, but not by more than 13. So when they're up by 10 and they got the ball back, I mean, I didn't think they would take a last shot, but you never know. They might have. You know how I know I've done a good job with my kids? How? I no longer have to explain to them what I mean when I say I want the Warriors to win. I want I want the I want I want like the Cavs to what do I want? Hold on. You don't know what you want. You've done a real good job explaining to your kids. I can see it. <laughs> I only want the Warriors to win. Well, I, I got confused because I was thinking back on my bets. Like I had um you know, we are now doing a show on ESPN Plus called I'll Take That Bet. So go subscribe to ESPN Plus, dear listeners, um, and you can get the Action Network talent uh, doing shows a few times a week um, talking about what's happening sort of in the betting world and, and our picks for that night. And so on the uh, premiere episode, which was last Thursday, um, me and Paula Duca, you know, former catcher and, and all-star, four-time all-star, we were the first two people, and Laduka and I did a side action bet. Side action is like this fun thing we have at the Action Network. Um, go to actionnetwork.com. But side action, like we have a Slack channel that is dedicated only to the action that is between everyone in the Action Network. And it is, honest to God, like I have to start kicking people out because they're not doing their work anymore. They're only making bets with each other. <laughs> and um, – so Paulie and I did a side action bet. He was wearing like this classic Brooklyn Dodgers Pee Wee Reese throwback jacket. I'm like, side action bet. I said this on the show. Side action bet, the Cavs plus seven in the first half. And he totally took the Warriors. And um, the whole time I'm like, I own this bet. So that's why I got confused because then in the second – because I wanted the Cavs in that, in that first half. And in the second ah. game – Second game, I went all in on the Warriors minus 11 and a half, which I never do. I never bet a, uh, a favorite that big, but it just felt like the spot, right? It just felt I, like I agree. I went know? the I yeah, hundred percent. I went the other way too, and I said, let's make sure we're really high on the Warriors in game two. They really should have lost game one, and now if there's going to be a blowout in this series, it's it's definitely going to be game two. Yeah, and so that's I, I, that's why I got confused because I'm like, wait a second, how was I describing what I wanted? to my kids, maybe I'm not such a great parent because I'm trying to think back about how I was describing my action to my kids. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's not whether you win or lose it's important. It's by how much. <laughs> exactly. That's yeah. exactly what it is. Um, so what do you need right now in this series? Uh, well, for the series, we actually need – the Warriors to win to win the series. I mean, they were the they were the favorites most of the year, so they're not they weren't long odds at any point. And then uh, at the beginning, prior to Game One, at eight to one, everybody was taking a shot on uh, the Cavaliers to to win the series. I mean, every twenty dollar fifty dollar bet uh, was just 
looking for the long odds on on the Cavaliers, a big upset, hope, hoping for. So uh, uh, we, we need the Warriors there. In in game, actually, in this next game three, I just went to four on the game. We were at five. We went to four and a half pretty early, and then just before we started doing this podcast, I went to four on the game because we're buried on the Cavaliers uh, so so far right now in this game three, both on the money line and taking the points. So uh, we're going to be Warriors fans again. I figure this is a game. I mean, if they're going if they're going to win one, if they're going to prevent a sweep, you got to think that it's down two zero going back at home. And then, as you know, there's another angle that's been going on the last couple seasons, and especially in the playoffs or particularly in the playoffs, I should say, when a team is down 2-0 and they're going back home, the play has been to bet them in the first half. And so you're seeing this big disparity between the first half line and the game line. So the the, the, the first half line on the on Warriors and Cavs is a pick em. And for a game that opened five, it usually it's at, at right around the half, the game line for the first half, uh, but it's not. It's, it's a pick em. Uh, reflecting that trend that the home team is particularly going to be competitive in the first half, down 2-0, going back at home. Isn't that amazing how these trends pop up and sort of become, really become commonplace amongst a much larger group beyond the professional betting community? Like that first half bet, like uh, I've only been thinking about first halves. Like uh, you mentioned, you know, pick tonight or pick them for tomorrow night. I'm planning on betting the Cavs a pick tomorrow night. Even though there's not supposedly the value on them, right? You you would think you'd be getting at least two points in yeah. a game where they're a four and a half, five point underdog. You would think that you'd be getting a couple points in this one. No one's ever of- no one's ever accused me of being a value better. <laughs> you just look for the winner, whether there's yeah. value or not. I, I play it. winners, as we've yes. said. The right side is the winning side. Yes, sir. God, we haven't done a scoochism or a millmanism in a while. No, nah, we're just, you know, the summer, we're getting lazy. <laughs> Seriously, so true. All right, so you need the Warriors to win the series. And Absolutely, yeah. The rest of, and the rest of the, like, whatever happens, like, does it matter to you if they win in four? Does it matter to you if they win in five? Where's your liability in that in that respect? Well, I'd like to see them stretch it out only from a handle and a win perspective. The more games, the more action. I mean, once this is over and the, and the Stanley Cup is over, then we just have to kind of fade baseball the rest of the summer, which could be a real grind. Uh, no offense. I mean, I love baseball, but it's hard to win. And so uh, so these games draw a lot of action. So if we can stretch it out to you know six or seven games, that'd be great from the sportsbook point of view, as, as long as we don't get killed on each of those games. <laughs> Do you think you're going to get a lot of World Cup action? I do. I w- now, I, I mean, I would have loved it if the time was better, meaning that the games were being played at a time in Vegas where it's kind of more conducive to the betting. Uh, some of these games are going to be starting 3 o'clock in the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning, Vegas time. So, uh, but, but the World Cup, the last few that we've had have gotten bigger and bigger. And now with the, you know, the, the, the mobile piece of it, the, the, fo- the mobile app, uh, it's going to make it a lot easier for people to be sitting at home, making those bets, making those in-progress bets. Well, this will be the biggest handle Nevada's had on the World Cup, uh, I guarantee it, because there's everyone has – more operators have the mobile app now, and even though the time is kind of weird for us here, um, it, we'll, we'll do a tremendous amount of action. I'm excited about it. We at actionnetwork.com are, already have a massive amount of content for World Cup. Go check it out. Figure out who you should bet on. Figure out where the value is. You do not have to be rooting for the U.S. Uh, a U.S. fan to get involved in the World Cup and have a little fun with it. Go to actionnetwork.com. Also, go to uh, the Buffet with Chad and Scooch page on iTunes and rate, review, unsubscribe, resubscribe. Um, do all those things to the podcast so we can continue to rise up the rankings. Scooch, guess what time it is? Is, is it time to re? Talk about the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. <laughs> Living in the Hall of Fame. Let's hear those first ballers. So here are some suggestions. You and I are going to vote. I think we've got enough for a first and a second class right now. This wow. is a suggestion from a listener, um, Eric Biggio. Eric Biggio. B-I-G-G-O. Yeah, I know, I know Eric. Eric. You do? Absolutely. I know him well. Wow. Great. Yeah. Um... His suggestions, Jimmy the Greek, I like it. Ooh, I love Got it. it. He, job, he's Eric. a no-brainer. 
I say yes. we get five in the first class. Jimmy okay. the Greek, Bob Martin, also yep. a no-brainer. Lefty Rosenthal, yep. also a no-brainer. Um, Ron Sacco. I don't know who Ron Sacco is. Ooh, I, I have to confess, I'm not familiar. If you don't know him and I don't know him, he's not on the first ballot. Okay. He, might not, he, he might not even be in the second class. Um, okay. Bob Volgaris. I say don't yes. Know. You don't who? know Bob Volgaris? Who? Scooch. Say again. Harlebob? Haral he's like Haralabos. Haralabos. It's like the most famous NBA better in history. Does he have a pseudonym? Bob Vulgaris. He didn't live in <laughs> Vegas. Like he he was a guy who started making bank on like NBA halftimes and totals years ago. So much so that you guys had to change your formula. Well, I know I know him, not his name. I know the people that were betting on his behalf. <laughs> All right. Well, he's getting in, even though you don't know him. I'm going to send you a story that we did about him back when I was at ESPN, the magazine. Um, Zach Clark. Who's Zach Clark? I don't know. I thought you were going to throw another one at me. <laughs> Al Alan Boston. I oh, like, I like Boston. that. I like I think Alan that's Boston. One. I yep. feel like Boston might be the second class. I've got an idea for the second class. He's um, not going to like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Alan, so, go ahead. I was going to say, you don't think Billy Walter should be in the first class? Dude, I haven't gotten there yet. Oh, is there? there's more. I thought you said he had five. I, no, I, no, I think there should be five in the first class. Okay. I get uh, Dink, Alan Dinkinson. Okay. Billy Walters. Yeah. Lem Banker. Yep. Sam Brown. These were Ooh. from Eric Vigio. Sam Brown. I like Sam Brown. Who's Sam Brown? Sam Brown was one of the originals from the 60s, 70s, 80s, even even going into the 90s. He, he was like 95, and he did, he passed away just before we, we got into the mobile betting. But when, when we went to the, the pagers, uh, he would bet from home using a pager system and be, because he couldn't make it into the casino anymore. But he was a, he was a mover. I mean, he, when he bet, lines moved. Yep. I like that. All right. Uh, I think we got some consensus on some things here, but hold on. Phil Mickelson. Oh, that's a little uh, dangerous. To... <laughs> I don't know about that one. What, what, it's dangerous to put Phil Mickelson in a in a fake Hall it's, of Fame? It's, controver it it's controversial. Is it dangerous to say his name out loud? Is he like Voldemort? I don't understand. <laughs> like in Vegas, are you not allowed to say it? Uh, well, I just don't know the the reason firsthand. I mean, I I hear he's an epic he... gambler. That's all there is. <laughs> that's all you need to know. So all we're doing now is just putting epic gamblers in, or just well, look. It's well known that he likes to bet on sports. We've written stories about how much he likes to bet on sports. I don't uh, think you know we're going to libel somebody by saying Phil Mickelson likes to bet on sports. He should. So he should be in the sports betting Hall of Fame. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I'd vote for him if it was a secret ballot. How about that? Oh, my God. You're the fucking worst. You're the fucking suit. Uh, here, here's another one for you. Pete Rose. Well, you already went down that road with Phil Mickelson. You might, why not? How, yeah. about, how, how about Arnold Rothstein and the, the 1990? Oh, my God. I, you are seriously comparing, like, Phil Mickelson to Arnold Rothstein and Pete Rose? When did you become, like... So corporate and clean, like Phil Mickelson has never been busted for anything. Well, kind of was busted, but he got out yeah. of it. Yeah, okay. Um, all right, hold on. We're, we're going back to that. P. Rose is in. It's a no-brainer. Here's the last entry that, that Grinnell sent me. Grinnell sent me a bunch of the best entries. Uh, Joe Lupo should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Can make an wow. argument for Alan also. Wow. How about oh. that? Uh, Alan, you can make an argument for Alan Boston, although he sounds like too much of a curmudgeon to show up to the ceremony. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alan Boston would give an epic sports betting Hall of Fame speech. It would. It it would. It might be might be the longest. <laughs> it would. It would be long. Per, and it it it'd have words like perspicacious. <laughs> He'd be mad if he was not a first balloter, though. He might not show up if he's not a first balloter. 
yeah. we should get him on to talk about this. If he returned, I, I tried to get him on the podcast during March Madness, and like I texted him, he's like, and like a week later, he's like, I don't do texts, just call me. And I immediately texted him back and like said, well, just come on today. Never heard back. Wow. <laughs> I know you're holding your phone. I just texted you. Right? I know. Uh, here's my choices. I think we can go big in the first class and then the second class is a little smaller. But here's my choices. Jimmy the Greek, Bob Martin, Lefty Rosenthal, uh, Billy Walters, Sam Brown. That is my first class. I think you would not have a problem with anybody if, if releasing that first class. What about Lem Banker? I'm on the fence about He was Lem. close. So when you were talking Sam Brown and Lem Banker, they're like one and one. Lem was probably a little bit more well-known, but that was by design. I mean, he wanted to be out there. He wanted people to know his name. Sam Brown, did. he didn't care if anyone knew his name. He was all about making bets and making money. All right, then I am going with uh, Lem Banker, too. So it's the six. Okay. Jimmy the Greek, Bob Martin, Lefty Rosenthal. Um, by the way, we should explain, like, Jimmy the Greek, obviously everybody knows. Um, Bob Martin, one of the original bookmakers, like, he was making lines as a bookmaker in Minneapolis that everybody in the country was following. Then he moved to Vegas and, like, was one of the original bookmakers in sort of a small shop in Vegas and and really set the tone for what Vegas became as a as a um, epicenter for sports betting. Um, Lefty Rosenthal, obviously, is that his name or is that the name in the movie? No, that's a Frank, Frank Rosenthal's his name. So explain who Frank Rosenthal was, because people will get a kick out of this. You've got lineage there. Yeah, so he was he was a, a legendary Chicago uh, kind of bookmaker, oddsmaker, sports gambler that had connections to a lot of the Chicago mob. So they sent him to Vegas basically to uh, to help him. You know, set up these these sports books that Chicago, the Stardust Hotel had a kind of a, an affiliation to the uh, Chicago mob as well. So they they sent him out there to essentially run the whole property and look out for their interests back there. Uh, and then uh, he couldn't get a gaming license, so he had to operate under you know the title of entertainment director and food and beverage director and all these things but he was he was the guy he ran the stardust for many years and it was the stardust was one of the first casinos to actually have a race and sports book in the property and uh, i think it was back in 1974 and it was by far the biggest and the best for probably i don't know 30 years 20 at least 25 years right until someone wrote a book about it and sort of ended all that you really did the death yeah. of our las vegas yeah yeah <laughs> but uh but ultimately i ended up uh, running that that sports book so there is a there is a lineage there and you know he did have because i've seen it there was a uh, a tunnel that went from the executive office up on the second floor of the stardust and the tunnel went – there was a staircase that went downstairs underneath the property and had an entrance out onto the, the street, out onto the strip. And the logic behind that was that in case he got raided or maybe another mob kind of, mob group was going to come after him, he could make a quick getaway. Uh, but uh, we uh, – our, our, that, that whole thing was filled up with cement uh, very early on, right after he left. I mean that's great. I love the idea of him like – He's running under the tunnel and like everyone's coming in and he's running underneath them in the opposite direction. He just hops into the street, some caddy pulls up and he's gone. <laughs> that's about it. I mean, it's stuff you see in kind of movies, but that's really what what they did. I mean, it, it was kind of a, a very dangerous world they lived in back then. And, you know, there was a lot of treachery going on and you didn't know who was coming at you and when. So uh, they, they had those kind of safeguards. Well, also, just it was a movie. Like this was the guy that was portrayed by Robert De Niro in the movie Casino. Exactly. So, uh, and I think his name was uh, what Ace something. Ace Rothstein was his yes, name. Yes, that the was movie. it. Yeah. That was it. And they actually filmed that. So I was at the Stardust when they were filming that at the Riviera Hotel, which was right across the street from the Stardust. So you know, from time to time, they were shooting there for almost a month. I I just walk across the street, watch them film a scene, come back, come back to work. And it was ironic that they were using the Riviera across the street to replicate what was the Stardust, although they were using another assumed name in the movie as well. 
when I was working on the odds, um, the book that you wrote about sports betters and the death of their Las Vegas through the eyes of the Stardust bookmakers, um, I would always stay at the Stardust. Like I'd be there for like 10 nights in a row. My last trip um, was during the NCAA tournament in 2000, and I met the Stardust. My last night, I stayed up all night. I just like I couldn't sleep. I was a nervous wreck. Like I was done reporting the book. I had to go figure out what the fuck I was gonna write. Like all this kind of stuff, and um, and I stayed up all night reading Casino. Worst mistake I could have made because I'm reading this book. Like I will never write anything this good. Ever oh my God. <laughs> about like this about this culture, yeah, and I'm like, what am I gonna do? I that was a I did not sleep for like two days. <laughs> I could imagine that. That's like I, I can't even make an analogy, but uh, the, I mean, talk about ruining your confidence. Let, let me just start with uh, one of the best books ever written, and then uh, that'll that'll give me some drive to put something together, huh? Well, when you're making a Hall of Fame, you want to be in the Hall of Fame. You know what that, I'm saying? That's true. When I read that, you know, there was some stuff I was reading in Casino. I, I read it, too, I think after the movie came out. I saw the movie first. But there was a lot of people in that book that I actually knew. So I was so as I'm reading it and they're talking about people that I've met and know pretty well, it was kind of like a little bit of a jarring effect for me. I was like, hey. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, that one, is one really of, cool. I mean, a couple of odds makers that that Lefty knew uh, real well that I had still used as as some of our odds makers at, at the Stardust back in the mid '90s. Uh, you know, so it's really kind of cool. That is awesome. All right, so I think we have our first class. I'm not going to announce our second class yet. Um, I think we have our first class to to, to um, continue. Jimmy the Greek, Bob Martin, Lefty Rosenthal. Um, Billy Walters, Lem Banker, Sam Brown. So at the end, Billy Walters, Lem Baker, Sam Brown, almost like three legendary betters who represent three entirely different generations. Like Sam Brown, as you said, came on, bet everything from the beginning of time, didn't want anyone to know who he is. Um, then you move into Lem Banker, who was a big better, had a lot of great strategies, but wanted people to know who he was. Then you get into Billy, who is like, the most famous better in the history of the world from when it comes yeah. to sports. Um, and like, that's a nice little narrative there from, you know, the beginning of time to current day. Absolutely. And then, you know, lefty who, you know, obviously he needs no, no more kind of introductions. I think we nailed it there. I think we got yeah, a and we got a second class brewing, like a good <laughs> second class. Brewing. Can't wait. Can't We're going to talk about that next week. All right. All right, folks, listen, if you disagree with our um, first class, if you have more suggestions for the second class, go to the Buffet iTunes page, put it in the reviews. We will read them. Obviously, we did because we talked about uh, a couple of them here. Um, rate, review, unsubscribe, resubscribe, uh, be a friend of the podcast. Scooch, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Hey, Chad, thanks for having me on the, the Scooch and Chad show. I was going to say, thanks for coming on your own podcast. <laughs> yeah. All right. Take Don't forget, easy. coming up next, coming up next, Lauren Joffe is uh, going to file a report from her day in Delaware uh, traversing the postage stamp of a state that nobody talks about except for when they're sports betting uh, so she can tell us what it was like there. Next up on the buffet, reporting from Delaware, I think, I'm assuming, because I know she's hungover and so she wouldn't have left Delaware in a particular state. Lauren Joffe, who was on the scene yesterday when Delaware uh, allowed sports betting for the first time. We're now spelling sharp C-A-R-N-E-Y because John Carney, the governor of Delaware, uh, chose the Phillies at plus 200 to win last night. That was the first bet made in Delaware, and he was on it. Joffe, yes. everything about Delaware. Where are you? Well, right? I am sitting in the hotel. Wow, we put you up in a hotel for this? I know, right? <laughs> I mean, there was, I mean, I was, I was going to hit all three because, you know, they didn't actually have a chance to go to the third one. Um, but, but I made it to the two. I mean, for as small as Delaware is, things aren't exactly right there. So, you know, it was a, a bit of a, a bit of a drive. 
Um, but I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at a racetrack, which is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. I've never seen a, I've never really seen a NASCAR track. So, but that's what I have. That's my view. Um, you must be in Dover. Yes, I am in Dover. This is the second stop. Um, so I, I missed the governor who was, I, I guess he was here um, at this casino um, when he put his bed in. Um, I was at the, the, other, the other one the, in uh, Wilmington um, for the opening. And um, it was, you know, it was exciting. They were doing the T minus 10, T minus 5, you know, counting it down until the bet, until it opened. Um, I think there was more media there than there were betters. Um, and there was, there was a line which lasted for about a half an hour and then that was kind of it. Um, but you know, it was exciting. So there were more media than betters. Describe to me, describe to me what the betters looked like. Um, well, <laughs> there was, there was, your, there weren't a lot of, there were some young people. Um, there were a, a lot of, um, you know, you know, who's in, who's in a casino and, you know, Tuesday morning in Delaware. I mean, that was, there were a lot of those people. I think they were in there for the excitement. I don't necessarily think they were betting on anything. Um, but, but I mean, there there were people that were betting. Somebody asked me, he kind of came by and goes, so what do you think of the Cleveland game? And I, you know, he's like, is this your first time betting? I mean, you know, people, no one really knew, I don't think, what to expect. Um, and there was people going around asking anyone if they were a first time better, you know, that they would help them out. Um, it was, you know, it was interesting. So, so we'll get to the fact you're hungover. Yeah. Bit. But, yeah. but uh, what was the first bet you made? Um, I actually, I didn't bet till I came down here um, because just only because I didn't want to have to make a bet and have to go back there and cash it. Right. Um, so I, I bet, I, I did a bunch and I'm a green dot city now. I, I bet uh, the under in the Philly Chicago game. Um, I bet the dream money line. Thanks to Bet Labs, um, and they won. Um, and uh, and the Mets oh, wait, under the dream meaning mm-hmm. uh, you bet the WNBA. Sorry, wait, sorry, what? Yeah, yeah, I bet the WNBA. Yeah, okay, I just want to be clear. Like people, people would be thinking like, wait, what? What bet involved Akeem Olajuwon that she was able to <laughs> to sort of reverse time and go back and bet the nineteen ninety four finals? Using bet labs, no, <laughs> no, okay, right. And mind you, like I didn't see WNBA at the at the uh, at the other casino. So when I got here and I saw it on board, I was very excited. Um, I said when I went to the counter and I said, you know, I'd like the Dream Money Line, and he looked at me, and he kind of looked, you know, like he didn't know what I was talking about. I'm like, oh, WNBA, and he said, oh, I don't really follow WNBA, and I was like, yeah, neither do I, but. <laughs> it doesn't, you, know you know what? You got a really aggressive uh, Slack channel for the WNBA at the Action Network. And so I'm just going to follow whatever they're doing. And I'm thinking I'm going to make some money. And look, lo and behold, Lauren Joffe found Green Dot City. I did. And it was, it was fantastic. The, the problem with, with, at least last night, is the book closed at 10. So it, it, I, and, and I had to stay here, technically, because I couldn't have. You know, I could have sent it in, I guess, but I couldn't have cashed it in last night. Well, that's um, annoying. Like, why would you close a sports book before something closes? Like, you can't cash your bet. Yeah, I'm. I don't know. And the guy, I mean, the guy kind of says like, "Yeah, we're doing this for the first, you know, for the first little bit." And I, I don't know what little bit means. Um, I mean, the bar in there closed at eleven, so it, it's not quite. It's not quite the same as as Vegas. You know. I'll say Wait, that. You mean when you're in Delaware, in uh-huh. Wilmington, at the racetrack, uh-huh. it's just not the same as when you're like at the Bellagio? I can't it's believe really, that. I know. I was. It was kind of shocking. Um, 
no, but really, yeah, no. I mean, and there's no real place in the book to watch the games. Um, they had, you know, the big TVs up there, but it was all horse racing, even though there was, you know, a ton of MLB on. Um, so, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't the greatest place to, to watch the games either. But, you know, that's, I, I guess they'll figure it out, maybe. I did see uh, some of the recaps on SportsCenter last night, and I was disappointed that they had to design it and make it look so much like a typical sports book. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah. It, it's literally, I mean, like, you know, they have the little chi- the, the desks set up with, with the terminal, you know, the TVs. Um, I mean, it, yeah, it, it, it really was. It, didn't, it wasn't modern at all. Um, I mean, and I, and I guess it, they, it's the same book they've been using just for the horse racing, right? Yeah. You know, they didn't build the new book. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess, I, I mean, maybe they just, it, it was so quick, they didn't have a chance to, I mean, I don't know. Um, it, it could be the happening place to watch sports. It, in honestly, Delaware, it but. could be. Like, it, in all seriousness, it's a tiny little state. And it's close enough to a lot of things that, People would go there and spend a weekend around big events if, like, you don't want to travel all the way to Vegas. They have a huge opportunity here to carve out a piece of the market for that Philly area, for Baltimore, um, for people who, like, if you want to spend two hours getting out of town and you do that for a day and then you go to the beach in Delaware, like, they could nail this. They they really could. And, I mean, the casinos, it's it's a nice casino. Um it's, it's, it's relatively, I mean, it's not big, but it's, you know, it's not tiny at all. Um, but yeah, they, they could really, honestly, this, they could really have an amazing opportunity here. Um, and maybe they will, maybe they wanted to see how things were going to, I mean, I don't know. Um, but yeah, the book, it's just not, a, it's, it's not somewhere you go to, I mean, watching a game in there is just not, it's not what you just, I mean, you can, I guess. But it's, it's, you know, TV doesn't face the, the bar. So, you know, it's, but it, it could be. It, there's, there's you know, it could be. And, you know, I don't know. Football season? Do you think by football season it'll be better? I mean, I would hope so. But I, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think. I mean, they would have to really redesign the book. There's, it's not big enough, really. Um, you have to take out all the little desks, um, which they could do. Um, but I mean, they could have to do a lot of redesigning. Um, but you know, it really could be a very fun place. And I mean, it's kind of in, it's in the middle of Delaware. So yeah, like you said, like I came in from DC. There are a lot of you know, there's people I met people last night that were from um, from Philly. Um, there's even a couple people from New Jersey. So you know, it's it, who skipped the Atlantic City to come down here. Um, just for the gambling. So, you know, it, it, it could be, it could be huge. It's got to, you know, figure it out. So let me transition here for a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, why did you get so drunk last night? I mean, I, don't, I didn't necessarily get drunk. I just was drinking, drinking drinks that I'm going to go ahead and assume were not the highest quality alcohol. Uh-huh, so, uh-huh. Um, so I just, you know, the, the headache hit me this morning. Uh, here's, it's like when last we left Lauren Droffy on the podcast, um, you were a hate betting degenerate living with your parents who was convincing <laughs> herself. Uh, she was very funny while, uh, while, while alone in your yeah. bedroom. So, yes. um, <laughs> How are things progressing? <laughs> um, and I think, I, I think. Let me just add. Since then, we can add. Um, you've become addicted to both Bet Labs and the Side Action Channel in Slack at the Action Network, and I might add the General Channel in Slack <laughs> at the Action Network. Yes, I'm. I'm waiting to get blacklisted from Slack. Um, they're going to kick me out soon. No, I, I, (laughs) I'm serious. I'm like, this is my own personal little Twitter inside, inside Slack. Um, 
yeah, Bet Labs I'm totally completely obsessed with. Um, it's keeping me up at night. Um, I'm progressing. I mean, I'm in Delaware, so there you go. That's true. You left the house. I did. I left the house. Um, came all the way to Delaware. Um, you know, no, we're, we're making moves at, at, you know, at the Jockey House. Lauren's going places. Um, she's just not 100% sure where, but she's going places. So, you know. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Explain to me what that means. It means I have to. It means I have to pull the trigger on a place to move. That that's what that really means. I just can't for the life of me make up my mind. It's it's uh, it's that honestly keeps me up at night. I just can't make up my mind. I'm very indecisive. So what? What um, were the choices again? Uh, Chicago L or L A. Possibly New York. I'll throw that in there. But th those three places. Um. For lots of reasons, LA would be the easiest just because all my stuff is there. Yeah. Um, Chicago, because I've always wanted to not live. I mean, I've lived in LA all my life for the most part, so I kind of wanted to do. I want to. I want to have a winter, like a real winter. Um, and I've been told Chicago has those. So. It's it's know, the rumor around town. It is the rumor around town. I I, I want to know what it feels like to be miserably holed up in my house. It's, it's it's snowing so bad. That to me sounds kind of amazing. Let me tell you something. As a Chicagoan and then someone who mm -hmm. has spent his entire adult life living on the East Coast, mm -hmm. those days when like you know it's gonna be you're gonna be snowbound are really the best. Like you sort okay. of just the, you 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 hear the apocalyptic storm is coming in, you're watching your local weather guy, they're getting all amped, like they're going on 24-7, <laughs> like it's a hostage crisis, and they're coming in like they're unshaven and their ties are undone. <laughs> they are like living for this moment, and like you are getting up to the minute radar on where the storm is, and you are like, <laughs> schools are closing, and you are, and like, there's no water on the shelves at the grocery store, you are hunkering down. Those are the, they are amazing. I love those days. There is nothing more disappointing when, like, it starts and it's nothing. And, like, it's, it's the most anticlimactic thing in the world. It's so upsetting because, like, you've sort of mentally got yourself in a place where I'm not leaving the house. I'm going to do a little bit of work, and I'm going to say I'm working from home, but really I'm just screwing around all day. <laughs> and all of a sudden, like, you have no excuse not to get out. Um, it's amazing. I, but here's the thing. Here is the thing yeah. about that. Yeah, that is that is a feeling that is fleeting. It lasts for maybe, you know, two hours, and then you're like, "Fucking a, I got to <laughs> dig out of this crap. I got to find someone to dig out of this crap. I'm going to be cold and uncomfortable for six months. Find like a, yeah. a find a, a snow vacation. Yeah, I mean, mind you, I mean, it's snowed since I since I've been here. It it has snowed. I mean, and you know, I, I, I took a picture of my car and I was like, oh my God, there's snow on it. And you know, everyone laughed at me and they're like, no, that's like a dusting. And then it like really snowed. Um, and really we couldn't get out of like the driveway, which didn't really bother me since I wasn't going anywhere. Um, We've established. <laughs> um, but, but I, I loved it. I, there was, I mean, it, there wasn't really a downside. It was pretty and the dogs loved to play in it. And, you know, I had the excuse, this time I had the excuse of not going out anywhere, which is really the best, the best thing. You know, sunny, when you're in LA, you have no excuse, you know, sunny outside. Everyone says, why don't you go outside? I'm like, eh. 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 Get, one of my kids has a t-shirt. One of my kids has a t-shirt that says, uh, I've been outside. I didn't like the graphics. <laughs> Uh, that is kind of a hilarious shirt. Um, that's I, his perspective my, on life outside. Yes, that's my my nephew as well. Same exact thing. If he's not playing his Oculus or playing on or watching YouTube videos, then I don't know what he's doing. Chat I would be friends. in favor. I'm in favor of you moving to New York. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, I'm going to come up there. I know I've been saying that forever. Um, yeah, by the I'm way, gonna, you're going to mm -hmm. come up here 
you're the one who was like when we had our big action network content summit and there was no <laughs> mistaking what day it was like it was so no i swear i it was swear. so clearly uh, on the on april 24th and like scott like i'm like where's joffy and scott's like oh yeah she thought it was the 26th i swear to you i swear i thought it was i'm i'm, I'm not even lying about that i swear i did and it just, yeah, it didn't, I know. I was I was all hyped up for that. Thank God I missed it. I'll be at the next one, hopefully. We'll do another one before football season. Speaking of football season, mm-hmm. um, we'll also get you back down to Delaware, which is your new favorite place. <laughs> so you can yes. report on whether or not they have improved uh, their offerings uh, before football season. Yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, because right now all you all you can really do is is you know they don't have any anything other than you know baseball, uh, Super Bowl, and that's about it. Um, so yeah, they, I, I imagine they'll they'll step it up. I think if I'm not mistaken, it's there. It's all part of William Hill. Um, so I I and they might have mobile bedding soon as well. So you know things are things could happen. They just gotta. You know, step it up. Well, listen, I'm looking forward to your report, uh, Thank you. which we're going to post on actionnetwork.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure it will be full of hilarity and um, no pressure. Yeah. I haven't seen you. I haven't seen you in Slack all morning, so I'm assuming like you're you're writing away. Like I can't wait to see it. Yeah, that's just, what I've been doing. Or you're just in recovery. Right? <laughs> well, a little bit of both. <laughs> a little bit of both. Um, but yes, I'm, uh, but I, I am writing. So yes, that will be, I'm going to do that before I get out of here. So, um, that's the plan. All right, Joffy, thank you for taking time out from, uh, the deadline pressure I'm putting on you to come and give us a report. <laughs> a report You're very welcome. I'm glad you survived. Thank you so much. I'm glad I did too. All right. We'll talk to you later. Okay. 